Thank you so much. Been like a million dollars. Shout out TMZ, are you up? Let me check out that rig. TMZ stands for the Mayweather Zone. How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. I love my TMZ family. My sportsman. <laughs> Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, every day we do this show, but we are incomplete. Something is missing. <laughs> Not right now. Because our guy, our brother, is here with us, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk, our brother. How are you, Gronk? How you doing, Rob? Uh, it just feels so good to be back with my family, Mike Babcock and Mojo Raleigh. I just want to say congratulations on bringing the family back together. It's very emotional right now. It's been a couple weeks, but we always find each other no matter what, because we are just one big happy family and we are just all so lovable together. We do. We, we love each other. We we absolutely love each other. And and Rob, by the way, is here today because there is some big news. Gerard Mayo, a guy that uh, you know very well. You obviously were, were teammates with him. You guys won together. I, I'm sure you're buddies with one another. Now the head coach of the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick's been there 24 years, obviously, Rob. Why is Mayo going to be a good head coach? Why is he the guy for that job now, assuming that he is the right guy for the job? Yes, when I came in as a rookie, Gerard Mayo was a linebacker for the New England Patriots. And let me tell you, he was one of the smartest players on the defensive side of the ball. He always knew where to put the guys around him so they were in the best positions to make plays. Uh, and on top of it, he always knew where to go as well. And he was able to call out plays on the offensive side of the ball. So he just has a knack for the game of football. He knows the game of football inside and out. He loves to study the game of football. I haven't really seen him as a coach, uh, you know, he went his separate way once he retired, and then he was with the New England Patriots once I left as well. But I only hear great things about Gerard Mayo as a coach. I heard he loves the coach. I heard he loves to study the game of football. And I heard he has a great positive attitude and lifts a lot of people up in the building. And that's what you need in the game of football as well. Absolutely. Now, uh, as, as Bill leaves, we know he's going to coach somewhere, Rob. I think a lot of people have talked about the Falcons. Um, they've talked about the Chargers. But – after what happened uh, over the weekend with the Cowboys, a lot of people thinking that job could be open. Could you ever see Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones working together? W would that work? Is that something that, that you see as a possibility? It could be a possibility, that's for sure. That would be an absolute dominant powerhouse couple right there with Jerry Jones and Coach Belichick, one of the most popular owners in the history of, of football who has changed the game in many ways, in great ways, who has also grown the sport of football just not in the state of Texas, but throughout the whole United States and throughout the world. Jerry Jones has been an excellent owner. And Coach Belichick, 24 years with the New England Patriots, just his coaching history. So that would be an absolute powerhouse dynamic duel right there. So to tell you the truth, because it's such a powerhouse, I'm not sure if it would be a great match. You know, uh, it could possibly be a great match. But that would have to be to, up to them to figure that out with what type of power Coach Belichick wants, what type of power Jerry Jones would give Coach Belichick. And first off, before we even speak any of this, Coach Mike McCarthy is the head coach of the Dallas yes. Cowboys yes. still to this day. It's only if the job opens up. And if the job doesn't open up, I feel like the Atlanta Falcons will be a great fit for Coach Belichick or the Los Angeles Chargers will be another good fit for Coach Belichick. Those teams were kind of underachieving teams with yeah. great talent, and Coach Belichick knows how to take great talent and make them overachievers. Last football question for you, Rob. Uh, 
you know, and I think it's ridiculous, but tell me if I'm wrong. People who say, hey, Coach Belichick has lost it or he, uh, he's not as effective as he used to be or the game's passed him by. Is he still, you know, the great Bill Belichick that, that you played for and that you won all those Super Bowls with or has something changed? I think 100% he still is the great Bill Belichick. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, he knows the game of football inside and out better than anyone that I've ever been around. That's for sure. He loves the game of football. He loves to study the game of football. He knows how to put his players in the best possible position to play the game of football. I just think if he goes to a team with a powerhouse roster, I think he'll be able to put those players in the best position and he will have a ton of success. That's for sure. And he just needs the players as well. You can't have bad players with great coaching. You can only be so good. You can't have great players with bad coaching. You can only be so good. You got to have the combination of both. So if he goes to a team with great players with a lot of talent, he will be successful because he's still the powerhouse coach that we all have seen throughout the years. All right, fellas, we're going to move on here as we trade in uh, Edward and Lucas for Rob Gronkowski and Mojo. We lose about 150 pounds of muscle. Uh, guys, we're going to go to uh, Gronk's quarterback. By the way, Gronk will be back on the show on Friday. He's got some big things to talk about actually surrounding the Super Bowl, so we'll talk to Rob on Friday. Again, now let's go to the guy he won a bunch of Super Bowls with, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, who we know, obviously, uh, no longer married to Giselle. Tom Brady has been linked to Irina Shake. They've been on off well it seems like things on again guys because monday night in new york city and i think this is really the first time that they have been out publicly and seemingly not caring if anybody sees you look at the picture right there there's tom there's uh, Irina looking pretty casual uh obviously uh, seemingly uh, having a, a conversation with each other as they were out at this uh, two-hour dinner i've been trying not to say the name of the restaurant uh brasserie bouquet what do you think guys uh, I'm, it's expensive. We'll, yeah, we'll stick with that. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So we don't get canceled by uh, the FCC. Brasserie. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's the word we can all agree on. I think. Look, it's 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 a restaurant. It's in the uh, Tribeca area of New York City. It's an incredibly expensive restaurant. Now, I am surprised, guys, and tell me if I'm wrong here. We have been told Tom Brady he didn't order the $170 steak or the $150 piece of fish. No. He got a $30 hamburger, which everyone around here is saying is a, is a really expensive hamburger. I agree, but I'm a little bit surprised that he went with just the burger. It seems like it was a very casual date. I, I think that says a lot about where they are in the relationship, yep. right? Because Tom Brady, we all know, is avocado ice cream and no strawberries and, you know, plyometrics all day right. long. And now here he is eating a cheeseburger, a hamburger. I mean, that's carbs and, and, and not lean protein. So I, I do. I think it says a lot. It says that he's willing to kind of uh, uh, put on a show, I guess, or, or yeah. do bend his boundaries a little bit to, to impress Irina. And I, I think this is very clearly a date. And I think they're very clearly uh, becoming an item. Yeah. How, how about the fact that they're not all dressed up and it, it, it looks like, you know, she's not done up, he's not done up. I, I think that, you know, probably shows that they're really comfortable with each other, too. But also at the same time, they're not hiding anymore. They're no. out in public. They're like, forget it. Everyone knows we're a thing, whether it's serious or not. There's no point in us trying to, you know, in, at the crack of dawn, sneaking in from each other's place mm -hmm. and going in the car and all that. It just right. goes Which to is what they've done in the past, right, Lucas? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it was just like that at Art Basel in Miami. And, yep. and now they're just officially like, look, we don't care. What we have is what we have. And all that really matters is what we know about it. So let the people talk. They're going to talk anyway. So let's go and live our lives like normal people.
Yeah, no, I t and I completely understand. Look, no one's saying that they're going to get married. Tom Brady's obviously coming off of a divorce. Maybe he wants to date for a little bit. We, we don't know what Tom, what Tom has planned, but I think you're exactly right, Lucas. This was uh, uh, something that started in, in 2023, mid-2023. They apparently met in, uh, in Italy, and, and they seemed to be an item, but then a lot of people thought that it had fizzled out once she was on vacation with Bradley Cooper. Remember, there were those topless photos where, where she was taking when she was on vacation with him. And there, he's not looking too bad either. Uh, there, are the, uh, there are the photos of Irina where so a lot of people thought, okay, maybe the thing with Tom is, is not happening anymore. But then, like you said, Lucas, we see them at Art Basel in December. They were keeping it low-key at that time, though. I think this is sort of their, we don't care if anyone sees us now. We're an item. We like each other. And it's going to be like that. So we'll see what happens. When TMZ Sports returns, a scary story involving Colt owner Jim Ursay, who was found unresponsive in his home back in December. The details of that night and the latest on the health of the billionaire Super Bowl winner next. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike, Ed, and Lucas. Guys, we're learning more about the health of Colts owner Jim Ursay, and he almost died, Ed. Yeah, uh, according to police documents we obtained from the Carmel Police Department, back on December 8th at around 4.30 a.m., they got a call about a potential overdose at Jim Ursay's home, and one of the complainants said he was basically passed out on the bathroom floor and had a bluish tint to him while unconscious. Uh, and they said when they arrived, he had eventually moved, or people had moved him to the bedroom. And they, this, this picture that they paint is dire. Let me read you some of the quotes from this police report. They said he was unconscious with abnormal breathing. They actually called agonal breathing, which, you're, which if you're familiar, it's like gasping for air. He had a weak pulse, he was cold to the touch, uh, his pupils were constricted, and his skin had a bluish tint. They also said that officers on the scene attempted to revive him with like a chest rub, and they couldn't. However, they did say though that, that one dosage of Narcan, which if you're familiar is a drug co commonly used in opiate overdose situations, did elicit some sort of response from him. They said they were prepared to strap him in an AED to him and try to revive him that way, but, but paramedics rushed in and did other life-saving measures, and they were able to ultimately revive him at the hospital. So he did end up obviously being okay, but this was clearly a very, very dire situation. And as we already knew, guys, because of a statement that came out from the Colts just on January 9th. You know, they said that he was being treated for a respiratory illness, and he actually had to cancel an event that he had scheduled in Los Angeles. You know, a lot of people, Jim Irsay, he's this big uh, rock star. He likes to get up yeah. on stage and play with all these legends from rock music, and he actually had to back out of that. People on social media over the past few weeks have been concerned about what's going on with Jim Irsay, and, and this just adds to, you know, people just putting their outpour of support for the guy. Yeah, no, I think definitely, Lucas, there, there's been a lot of mystery surrounding Jim Irsay and, and his health and, and what happened. And, and look, we're still not exactly clear on how the early December incident plays into what the Colts said last week, if they're connected, if they're not connected. I mean, it would seem to be that, at least to me, that they are connected because like Ed said, I mean, he came as close to dying as you possibly could. Uh, it, it was a dire, a dire, dire situation. Now, the Colts did come out this morning, uh, actually released a statement. Mr. Ursay continues to recover from his respiratory illness. We will have no further comment on his personal health, and we continue to ask that Jim and his family's privacy be respected. Now, it's worth saying that on the actual police documents, multiple times they list the cause of this entire medical emergency as possibly being an overdose. And if you know Jim Mercy and if you know his past, 
He has been very open about speaking about his battle with drug addiction. Don't know if that was the cause here. That's what the police said. Above all, you obviously hope that Jim Mersey gets back and he gets healthy as soon as possible. To my wife, Amy, you make my heart strong and knees weak. Jonah Maverick is flirty. Harris is starting to speak. Can't wait to spend the rest of my life with that wolf pack. Casting out demons in the name of Yeshua Hamashak. That's a what up to Jesus. He's the sole owner. I own the body. I'm about to beat Matt Cardona. And now Paul Walter Hauser, Stingray from Cobra Kai, calling out Matt Cardona. Right now, we're having our first ever public conversation. The former Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder, now Mojo Mutati, Matt Cardona, Matt. You've had a hell of a run since WWE, but I want to start with talking about this whole Stingray situation. Yeah. Brother, you were at the Emmys. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you know, he's trying to leech off my buzz. You know, I get it. Most people, they, they call out God in their acceptance speech. He called out the indie God, but he didn't call me out. He, he threw me under the bus. He said he was going to beat me. Bro, everyone watches the Emmys. My mom texted me. My mom was, my mom was watching. He embarrassed me for my mother. So now, uh, March 16th at Revolver, I'm going to embarrass him in front of the whole wrestling world. We're going to find out. I think after I uh, wipe the floor with him at Revolver, I'm going to call myself the Emmy God. I hope he puts his Emmy Award on the line. Uh, I'll take it. I'll mold it. I'll sell replicas at my uh, my merch tables. You know, because it's all about business. But I understand he wants to be in the world of pro wrestling, so he wants to wrestle the top guy. And right now on the independents, I am the top guy, so I understand his point of view. I, I'm not hating on him, but there's no way he's going to beat me. It's just not just not possible. Look, we had some fun talking about Stingray. That is not the only massive match that you have coming up. I mean, you have a big one against Nick Nemeth, the former Dolph Ziggler, a guy who is in, one of your best friends, a former riding partner of yours. Talk about that match, what that means to you, and if you think that has a shot at maybe being one of your best, most important favorite matches. Yeah, I mean, this match, you know, we've wrestled before, obviously, in WWE, but it's been over a decade since we've had our last match. So it's over a decade in the making. February 3rd, GCW, the company that I've kind of, you know, sunk my teeth into. And now I see all these guys from WWE, even guys who are still in AEW, trying to copy me, try to leech off me, try to leech off these companies like GCW to get buzzed, and I don't blame them. It's a smart thing to do. GCW, it's the number one independent wrestling company out there. It runs every weekend all over the world, and that's where I built my name. That's where I reinvented myself on the indies. So to see a guy like, you know, Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth come over, I get it, but there's no way he's going to take my spot, and that's why February 3rd, Los Angeles, California, we're going to see who the better man really is. He, you know, he's here to show the world how good he is. Well, let's see if he's better than me. I don't think so. So you got your podcast and you got this toy empire. Now, a couple questions on that. I mean, do you see yeah. that as your retirement plan whenever you're in, your in-ring career is done? And tell us a little bit about that because that's exploded. I mean, you're putting out your, your, your own toy lines now. You're collaborating yeah. with all the world's toy companies. Uh, very impressive stuff and something that isn't just built overnight. Yes, yeah, so as a kid, yeah, obviously I was a huge wrestling fan, a huge wrestling figure collector, or I played with them, collector, player, whatever you want to say. And then I always, 
I always was into it. I never stopped. Even in high school or even when I was in the business, I still buy things and display them. And uh, a few years ago, Brian Myers and myself, we started the major wrestling figure podcast. We thought there's got to be other adults who, who collect toys to it. And sure enough, there were. And that kind of snowballed into, you know, our own merchandise, our own live shows, our own YouTube channel. So it wasn't just this audio podcast. And then we thought, why don't we try actually making toys? So two and a half years ago, we started our own toy line. We make these little guys called Major Bendies. Actually, right now, MajorBendies.com, you can get that Nick Nemeth. You can get Butterbean. You can get uh, Mark Merrill. We just signed with Jay and Silent Bob, Kevin Smith. Uh, so we have their whole universe coming right now on MajorBendies.com. Uh, we also make these guys, these big rubber guys, they're called. Kind of like the LJNs from the 80s. And uh, we signed a lot of names, guys like Macho Man. Andre the Giant, British Bulldog. So every couple months we put new ones out. And listen, the, the ultimate goal is to be in like a Target or Walmart or something like that. But right now we're just having fun. And these are all, you know, we're signing these guys who we're helping them out. You know, not all these guys, they're like, wait, we can just sit here and collect a check. I'm like, yeah. And then someone's going to bring this to you and you can sign it and make even more money. So we're helping people out. But at the end of the day, you know, we're making stuff that we love, you know. Absolutely. And dude, I, I love that. That's what it's about, man, setting up your future. And I know you're an incredibly busy guy. That's why you haven't put out any uh, Mojo Bendies because you know those would sell out immediately. And well, it Mojo, would back you got you to you get back in the ring, Mo. Once you get back in the ring, we can make one, you know? We go, we, you, you, you tell me, baby. You're growing out that hair, you know? So we got we to gotta figure You got to decide on the hair length, you know, because it takes about six months. So we don't want to be outdated. You know, I don't, I don't know how long you're trying to get it. Are you go for a ponytail? What are you trying to do here? Dude, love to hear it. Any last words? A little trash talk for for Stingray, for, for Nick. Anything yeah. coming up? Anything else you want to talk about? Paul Walter Hauser, listen, have your month of fun. You know, enjoy that Emmy. Because when I beat you and I become the Emmy God, I'm going to say this. I don't know if you're going to bleep it out. I'm going to shove that Emmy. And, and once you do, you got to be on Cobra Kai the next season. That's got to yeah, be in the cut. Matt Cardona, thanks for coming on, brother. Thanks, dude. Come on. Barkley is still not sure. Okay, here we go, Barkley. You got this. You got this. Uh, that's halftime entertainment gone wrong last night during the Phoenix Suns and Sacramento Kings game in Phoenix. By the way, it was a great game. The Suns actually came back on the Kings after they were down 22 points in the fourth quarter. So huge deficit overcome. That's not what we're going to talk about, though, guys, because the best part of the game, despite the big comeback, was the halftime entertainment there. That little adorable dog is named Barkley after the great Charles Barkley, of course, the Suns legend. And uh, they were supposed to have a race, guys, but I guess Barkley didn't want to run. Don't blame him. He did have to go to the bathroom, though. And uh, yeah, he did it right there, right there on the basketball court. And, and look, this has this is not the first time that this has happened at a Phoenix Sun game. Actually, like a couple, race of the pigs. Well, both. <laughs> Last year they did the same thing. They had a little race with the puppies, and one of the puppies didn't even get out of the starting block, and it went pee right in the beginning. So I mean, they think the Suns like like this, and maybe think it's a it's a funny thing. Maybe think it's a well, good luck charm. You know, there's a lot of fetishes that <laughs> we know. They did, after all, come back and win after the puppy peed on the floor. So who knows? I mean, maybe good this luck. is a thing they like. It's a good luck. Look at. Oh. 
all I'm going to say is it could have been a lot worse. No, you're, um, you're absolutely right on that. Yeah, all you need is a mop for this one. I mean, you would probably would have <laughs> needed some gloves the other way. But um, I, I think you just got to stick with the, the, the lady who goes on the, the unicycle with the cups and all that. Just do that kind of stuff because you know you're not going to have to clean up afterwards. No, I, li I, I like this a lot more. I'm, I, am, I am for this. Now I, I am hoping for a number two next time. Such like a cute dog, lady. though. Jeez. He's so cute. Gosh. I know. He's so cute. But somebody walk him. Walk him before, guys. Like, let dogs <laughs> go to the bathroom so they don't have to go once they're inside. Anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see now. Twice it's happened to the Suns. We'll see if they go back to, to Barkley. Let, let's hope that they do. Uh, we are out of time, guys. We've got a good one tomorrow. There's an absolutely massive UFC card going down this weekend in Canada, actually. The middleweight title on the line. Sean Strickland is fighting Drickus Duplices. These guys... You know, there's like, they don't like each other, and then there's absolutely hate each other and want to kill each other. They are in the latter group. They are fighting Saturday night, and tomorrow we are going to be joined by the middleweight challenger who is talking some trash. Have a great night. See you tomorrow.